fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, maniacal, mindful Monday morning, friends. Torch Report 317, getting back to basics. Reducing the overwhelming complexities of current chaos to the simplest practical terms. Are you ready? Are you ready for the power to go out? Are you ready for the shelves to be bare? Are you ready to defend yourself and whatever precious supplies you have stocked up? Are you ready for the fuel to run dry? Are you ready for the banks to tell you that you can't get your money? Are you ready for all hell to break loose, friends? Are you ready for the long haul? That's a fair question. It's something probably we should all be thinking about right now, at least in the back of our minds, should be that nagging question. How prepared am I for the SHTF scenario, for the stuff to hit the fan? Because they've been telling us the food shortages are going to be real. There are attacks on the power grid. We might have a nuclear war. The continental plates might shift. Who knows? The polar... Uh, the, 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 the polar... What's the GPS? What am I talking about? Oh, the magnetic field uh, might might flip. All kinds of things, friends. Who knows? EMP, alien invasions, anything could happen. But to be fair, of course, none of these bad things may happen. Maybe there's not going to be an attack on the power grid or a nuclear war. Maybe the food shortages aren't really going to be real, even though they said they would and the bare spots on the shelves are real enough. You know, maybe... The banks really do have enough money, as in cash, you know, to give everyone their money back. Maybe maybe they aren't actually transitioning us to a digital currency. You know, maybe the world isn't as mixed up and crazy as it seems. Luke, what are you, you know, why are you squawking about all those crazy conspiracy theories? You know, maybe things are, you know, getting back to normal. Can't you see we're just, it's going to be just fine. You know, didn't you see that exciting speech at CPAC and, and Trump has a has a vision to build brand new big glistening cities and it's going to be wonderful. Great. You know, so maybe this next election cycle is going to work out the kinks and we're going to get some good leaders who are willing to make the hard decisions that we need to make to get our country back on track. You know, maybe maybe our country is set uh, to have a kumbaya moment. Really, uh, maybe the masses will learn to love one another as fellow Americans, as this new Democrat candidate. Uh, what the heck's her name out there? Anyway, she's a, you know, she's a peace-loving hippie, and she wants, we all need a love. We need a politics of love. You know, Maybe the whole world will fall in love with democracy, and the public-private partnerships of the global cabal will save the planet, and global governance will keep everyone safe. Maybe... Maybe, but friends, I'm not buying it. <laughs> and I'm guessing you're probably not buying it either. As you probably already know, of course, the globalists are out there working to build a new world order. And that's not my words. I'm not talking about the new world order. That's their words. Okay, I didn't make that up. And we know they will stop at nothing to achieve this new world order, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, etc. Okay, we've discussed this at length. I are uh, and friends, if you've been with me for a while, you know where I'm coming from here. Friends, if you if you're welcome, welcome, welcome to the new listeners in the audience. Thank you for all the subscriptions coming in. It's great to have people signing up and sharing. I uh, thank you so much for 
or sharing the torch report with your friends, with your family. Uh, that's really helping get the word out in this age of digital censorship. So I really want to say uh, thank you <laughs> in the biggest sort of way. And also uh, to apologize for the tech glitch yesterday. I had people reach out uh, the Sunday show, the Torch Report Weekend Review. I was all good to go, sent it in. The station had it, thought everything was up to snuff. And I, you know, listening in, all of a sudden I started getting my phones blowing up. Oh my gosh, you know, have you been censored? There's silence on the air. Oh, friends, I don't even know what the heck happened. Some, you know, crazy tech glitch kind of a thing. Uh, but that Torch Report Weekend Review was not. Uh, for whatever reason, in the right format, or it didn't, it didn't come through on on the air. So, working on the back end to get some of the get the torture get that worked out, get the torch report weekend reviews up for uh, your perusal. If you've missed them and you want to go back and listen, I want to make that available. So, I apologize for those who had hoped to hear your favorite fuzzy peasant talking about what the heck's going on in the world, only to find the sound of silence. At any rate, uh, at length, friends, we have discussed how all of the craziness that's going on right now is being driven by the infectious mental disease of the collective hive mind. You know, it's that collective ideology that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he calls it the woke mind virus. Of course, we've studied the memetics, the, the, the mental virus, how it's that. That's a scientific fact. It actually works that way. That's how concepts become contagious and ideas spread throughout a population, no matter how insane they are. At any rate, what we're experiencing right now, friends, is a step-by-step cultural revolution. And it's happening step by step as outlined in the Communist Manifesto. Make no mistake, this is a communist revolution. And I know that's still not cool to say that. The commies are taking over the world, but nobody wants to talk about that. I will be relegated to the fringe as a quack for saying that, but that's what needs to be said because that's what ha- what's happening. And I don't care, you know, people want to scoff, they want to laugh it off. You know, those who do not see this for what it is are not going to be prepared for what's coming. We are living through predictable patterns of disaster. History has seen this all before. If we are paying attention, we can see where things are headed. There's, there's no doubt about it. You know, think about over 100 million people dying under communism, large portions of them dying under starvation and or, you know, rounding up and, and knocking off political dissent and such. This is where we're headed. We're headed for disaster. And it's happening fast because the overlords are fanning the flames. Friends, if you think about Antifa, rioting, of course, the summer of love where they're burning down cities all across the country, but now they're battling it out with the cops down in Georgia again, and they're throwing Molotov cocktails and explosives and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, it's not the first time, nor will it be the last time that these black clad punks unleash their wrath against law enforcement, right? They're, they're, they're fighting against systemic racism and systemic injustice and all that, you know, but where do they get their explosives? How are they organizing all these attacks? Oh, that's right. They're coordinating on social media. They're not getting shut down. I mean, we don't we have federal agencies that are supposed to be on high alert for this kind of domestic terrorism? And yet it keeps happening. And where is the equivalent level of violence and destruction on the right? I'm asking that standing on the right side of the political spectrum, uh, on the right side of history. Now, on the left, they, was, they would point to J6 as being a violent insurrection. 
So you have to understand uh, in their minds, you know, this is they're they're fighting back against all these right wing extremists and these fascists who are trying to destroy democracy. Okay, it. it, But if you were to be uh, empirical about it and just look at it objectively, there isn't really any equivalent level of violence coming from the right. It doesn't exist. And yet we're told repeatedly that violent right wing extremists are the greatest threat to our democracy. All of these words make me want to just puke, by the way, as I'm sure uh, they do you, too. It's 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 uh, it's not just unsettling. It's just uh, it's unpalatable. It's disgusting what's happening right now. Meanwhile, while Antifa's out there battling it out with law enforcement, all this crap's going on, we have secretive DHS domestic intelligence programs. So the, de- uh, the Department of Homeland Security just it was just revealed they have this secret, uh, the quote, Overt Human Intelligence Collection Program, end quote. So the DHS Overt Human Intelligence Collection Program, which nobody really knew about, it's been going on for uh, years, conducting all these shady operations for years, despite, quote, widespread internal concerns about legally questionable tactics and political pressure, end quote. Okay, friends, this, this, these quotes are coming from Politico, which is a liberal rag, to be sure. And, you know, they're, they're pointing out the fact that this is going on. And of course, you know, Jesus, it looks like a shady, corrupt government operation. They say, you know, these, these employees are worried about the legality of their activities. Jeez, boss, I know you said we're supposed to go out there and spy and collect this overt human intelligence collection program stuff, but, but are we really allowed to do that? You know, uh, friends, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, you know, if it looks like a corrupt government and it runs like a corrupt government, then golly, you know, maybe just maybe it actually is a corrupt government agency, a corrupt government program or a government that has become so corrupt from the top down, from the bottom up, uh, you know, we might have to, you know, get a clean slate and start over at some point. Right. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, friends? You know, the uh, by the way. You guys probably know about the House Judiciary Committee. They're holding hearings right now on the uh, the weaponization of the federal government. If you haven't if you haven't checked that out, you should watch some of it. These hearings on the weaponization of the federal government. This this latest overt human intelligence collection program through DHS. That's just one of many 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 examples. But they're 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 grilling these bureaucrats on Capitol Hill and what? You know, maybe you watch it, maybe you don't. But let me ask you, what do you think is actually going to happen? So we observe the weaponization of the federal government. We have House Judiciary Committees holding hearings about the weaponization of the federal government. But what do you think is actually going to happen? Will there be any accountability? Will there be any arrests? Will any federal bureaucrat spend any time in prison whatsoever? Will any politicians lose their positions and their pensions? Friends, do you think this problem is just going to go away? No, of course not. <laughs> okay, you know, it's obviously not, you know. So let's just get back to basics. We'll zoom out a little bit here. Zoop, you know, way out. Think about it from the macro level perspective. As human beings, we are all fallible, illogical, irrational creatures, are we not? We are all subject to making the mistakes, often repeatedly. You know, we, we screw things up. We have bad days, et cetera, et cetera. And as human beings, we are also notoriously corruptible, as in 
when someone starts waving around a lot of money, the vast majority of people are pretty easy just to buy off, you know, except for Carrie Lake, by the way. Carrie Lake, she uh, offered lots of money to step out of politics. Evidently, the story was out there. I saw it. And she said, no, I don't want, I'm not taking your money. Uh, another person was offered something like $14 million to, to go and toe the line and parrot the talking points. And they said, no, I'm not going to get $14 million. I'd rather get my, you know, whatever my, my measly subscription base on Substack is so that I can, you know, speak my mind and tell the truth and not just tell the public what the politicians want me to say kind of a thing. Right. Anyway, but most people nevertheless are easily bought off. And all that said, friends, I believe that human beings, you know, we are inherently good natured. Most people, at least, you know, most people simply want to go along. They want to get along uh, because that's just the easiest way to live your life. You know, contentious strife and, and perpetual conflict. That's no fun. So people want to get along. We are generally good natured, but there are evil people in the world. And it's not most people that we need to be concerned about. It's those elite evil doers that we need to be concerned about, like the jackasses in Washington state, not the least of which Washington state attorney general, Bob Ferguson, who is pushing state legislation to crack down on dissidents, political dissension uh, by censoring disinformation and taking preemptive measures to snuff out, quote, the general spread of extreme white supremacism and anti-government ideologies, period, end quote. Okay, Fergie, the jackass AG, wants to snuff out general the general spread of extreme white supremacism and anti-government ideologies. He's going to use state censorship to do this, okay? Of course, Ferguson... Along with all of his cronies, he's in lockstep with the radical left. This is happening at the global level. Don't forget the WHO, the World Health Organization, wants to immunize humanity against misinformation. But they're now promoting state censorship as a preventative public health approach. You think about that, friends. State censorship is now a preventative public health approach to eliminate counter-narrative information from the public square, which, which should seem absurd. That should never, ever happen in the United States. But Fergie, the jackass AG, is using a 31-page study to justify this authoritarian violation of free speech, which, unsurprisingly, was drafted by a bunch of radical progressives. But so what, right? I mean, why? Come on, so what? Well, it's the big deal. He's just trying to keep us safe from all this extreme white supremacism and, and these anti-government ideologies, right? You know? I mean, these radical leftists, you know, they want you to sit down and shut up while they destroy the country, but so what, right? I mean, since, since they since they know you probably won't sit down and shut up, now they are making it illegal to challenge their narrative. That way they can arrest you if you dare to question the narrative or dare to challenge the authority of the state. But so what, right? Free speech isn't absolute, they say. Free speech leads to hate speech, which then leads to violence, which is a threat to democracy. Friends, do you see how that works? Free speech is an absolute. Free speech leads to hate speech, which leads to violence, which leads to a threat to democracy. Free speech, therefore, free speech is a threat to democracy. Now, the idea that free speech is a threat to democracy should just be like a smack in the face to anybody who doesn't have their head buried up their ass, period. Any American who does not have their head buried up their ass, when they hear the words free speech is a threat to democracy, should go, what the hell are you talking about? No, 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 no. That is just about as anti-American as you can get. Now, 
Now, look here, friends. In the report today, I did put a screenshot. If you were to go do a little search for free speech as a threat to democracy, you would see no shortage of articles that say unfettered free speech is a threat to democracy. You know, uh, New York Times warns that freedom of speech is a threat to democracy. Uh, you know, on and on and on. But friends, it's not just free speech that is a threat to democracy. And by the way, Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform like Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, etc., please know you have to go to thetorchreport.com to get all the goodies. You have to see the screenshots to get all the behind-the-scenes access. you got to go to thetorchreport.com to get the goodies. Now, moving on here, what else besides free speech is a threat to democracy? Why? Disinformation is a threat to democracy. Another screenshot there with a bunch of articles. Disinformation is weakening democracy, says uh, Barack Hussein Obama. You know, disinformation is a threat to deliberative democracy, etc., etc. Friends, as you can see, thinking differently is a threat to democracy. Hence the need for state-funded censorship. You know, that's the way that they're justifying it. And to get a proper taste for just how backwards things have become, get this headline here. This is a headline. America is a threat to democracy. America is a threat to democracy. Friends, those are all headlines from American news outlets. And that notion that America is a threat to global democracy is being trumpeted by taxpayer-subsidized national public radio. Who? As you may recall from last week, Torch Report 314, uh, I, I put a link in there showing that NPR National Public Radio was citing the Communist Manifesto. NPR citing the Communist Manifesto as a refuge, inspiration, and an argument that, you know, for, for, for imperative action, it was music for the dreams of the oppressed, etc. This is happening in America today. And just in case you have any doubt, about the veracity of such claims, friends. Here's some links to read up on. I'm just going to cruise through some headlines here. The U.S. is seen as a bigger threat to democracy than Russia or China. You don't believe me? Read the freaking article, okay? Poll. Much of the world sees the U.S. as a threat to democracy. You see that? You know, the greatest threat to democracy is the future of democracy. You know, Trump is not only the greatest threat to democracy. The GOP is a grave threat to American democracy. And the U.S. Supreme Court has become a threat to democracy. But the greater threat of all is that the U.S. is a bigger threat to democracy than Russia or China. Friends, with those headlines fresh in your mind, please allow me to remind you that the battle for democracy is the first step of a communist revolution. And I quote, the first step in the revolution by the working class is to raise the proletariat to the position of the ruling class to win the battle of democracy, period, end quote, Karl Marx, may he burn in hell, okay? Wow. So communists are fighting to win the battle of democracy. Progressives are trying to win the battle of democracy. You see what's happening. That's what's happening right now, right in front of our eyes. The people in power. Those who are steering this fundamental transformation of America, those who are pushing us through this incredible transition, are not at all interested in preserving American culture. They are not interested in upholding the American Constitution or respecting the rights of the American people. Friends, they do not care about our laws, about our way of life. You know, They don't care about anything. Well, I mean, I guess uh, they care about our laws to the extent they want to weaponize the law against law-abiding citizens. But really, to reduce it down to simplest terms, all they care about is control, control over our lives. Friends, 
practically speaking, to achieve their fundamental transformation of America, they have to destroy life as we know it. And this demolition, as you know, is well underway. The destruction of America, which will include the destruction of our currency, the reduction of our quality of life, the restructuring of our institutions into an inescapable global socialist surveillance state. You know, all of this aims to remake America in the image of the Chinese Communist Party, which, by the way, the globalists have openly declared to be the role model for the world. Friends, you can't make it up. You know, those who are leading us down this destructive path believe that they have a moral imperative to do so. They have a moral imperative to save the planet. They have a moral imperative to keep people safe. They have a moral imperative to censor free speech. They have a moral imperative to transform our society, and they have a moral imperative to destroy the country we love. That's what they believe, friends. I believe we have a moral imperative to defend it. And it really is just that simple, friends. Resist, we must. Prepare to defend yourself, not defend democracy, friends, but to defend the American dream for future generations. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or on the website. Click that heart. Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Don't forget, you can support this publication by joining the Patriot Club. And of course, as always, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone. Share it with anyone. Share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, mindful, maniacal Monday morning, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.